soul to you. We are, we are open, Lord, to the ministry of your mercy. Come and have more mercy on us. We need more. You have had mercy, but we need more mercy. Come and have more mercy. Lord Jesus, our high priest, we are, we are looking on you. We are trusting you. We are hoping on you for mercy beyond this point. For mercy for more mercy. Have mercy, Jesus. Thank you. We believe that you've heard our cry tonight, our prayers from our heart. The best that we know how to, we have asked you, we have by your, also your revelation, our perception of your will for this time. By that we have come and we've asked, hoping that we've prayed your will that we are asking for things that that matter to you. Same things which you are asking your father of concerning us, Father. Help us tonight. We just want to join your thought, to join your conversation, to join you, to join you, to join you, to join you, Jesus. Help us. Help us, Jesus. Help us tonight. Help us tonight. Thank you. Come and raise the quest for tonight. The incense which ought to be raised tonight in our hearts. The coals from the altar, Father. Come and drop them, burning coals from our heart, Father, to make our own heart burn with quest, with longing, with desire for for the, for the actualization of all your will for this time, for this present season, Father. We pray, guide our heart in the way of truth tonight and help us, Lord Jesus. Thank you, our God. We, we depend on you tonight. I ask for ministering grace from your throne. From you, I ask for a measure of your spirit to come tonight to help us as we look further into your will. Thank you, our God. We give you all the praise and we bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can have your seats. Thank you so much. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Um, good evening to everybody. You're welcome in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Happy to see you again for day two of prayers. Praise God. Um, okay, let's, let's go into the world. Amen. I mean, it was a bless yesterday. Are you sure? 
Amen. Amen. If you're not blessed yet, don't worry. We keep trusting God, okay? That there will be more, more clarity, more definition of what the Lord has for us in this time. Praise God. I'm really praying that the Lord, that there will be a unique visitation for every soul. I want, I want every soul to come out of this season with so much tangibility of the of the blessings of the Spirit. Amen. Praise Amen. God. I, I pray that things will be added to us, Amen. more things, um, all of what God wants to give to us, that we will not fall short of it. In Jesus' name, Amen. praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Um, can you just th- thank someone? Just say thank you for being here. You know, we draw strength from one another, right? Praise God. Okay, let's open let's open our Bibles to to the book of Hebrews. Let's read um, Hebrews chapter ten. <clears throat> Praise God. I'm believing God for more speed, more skill, more grace, more of everything. <laughs> because, amen. You know, I'm still learning this thing. So, sometimes, so it takes me some time maybe for before the full message becomes clear. Sometimes when it's getting clear, that's when it's time to go home. So, um, we're believing God for more speed and clarity. Praise God, so that so these things will guide our prayers. Our prayers will pick up more steam as we go pray. But we know, you know, prayer is with is with con, content, right? So um, God has given us a theme, but we need to find out a bit about it to know how we have to pray towards it and prepare our hearts. You know, it says it says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man uh, availeth much, and that we know that righteousness is the means rightness, accurate. An accurate man, so it's it's the prayer of an accurate man that avails. So an accuracy comes by revelation. So so that's why we are trusting God and we are laboring to see um, more about what the Lord is saying uh, with the theme that He has given us. Praise God. <laughs> okay, let's read um, Hebrews ten, um, chapter. Let's read from that verse nineteen. Hebrews chapter ten, verse nineteen says, um, thank you, Father, glory to you. I'm having, having therefore brethren, um, so these people are brethren, the people who he's bringing this conversation to are brethren. And of course, we know brethren are used in the scripture, in the New Testament. It's not just saying that those who we are all born again together and we have our God is our father. It's more than that. We know that they are, especially in this book of Hebrews, that they are actually people who they call brethren. Who, so brethren are the people who have journeyed in Christ. Right? The real meaning of brotherhood are 
people who have attained the first sonship in God. Oh, praise the Lord. And of course, we know the first sonship. There are different kinds of sons. There are different levels of sonship in God. And the first sonship in God is the sonship of Christ. Right? So Christ is a son. A full Christ is actually a son of God. So when you, are, you, have, when you gather sons together, a congregation of sons of the same father are brethren. You see that? That's the, that's the wisdom around that word, brethren. It's those who are, who are begotten of a common thing. So when you say brethren, it means they are born of a common thing. They have a common heritage, right? So, and that heritage in the New Testament, the first common heritage or the first full land of inheritance when a person say, I have inherited something in the spirit, is the inheritance of the nature of Christ. Am I correct? That's the first nature. There's no, there are two natures that man needs to inherit, Christ and God. Right? So the first nature to inherit is Christ. And when a person gets to that place, when they inherit, and of course, of course we see from Galatians chapter 4 that a, an inheritor has to be a son. Right? That is developed, not just a child. So, so it means that a son in the realm of Christ who is an inheritor, right, is a mature fellow. Praise the Lord. And so when you bring a congregation of them, he calls them brethren. So that's who they call brethren. Praise God. So, so this conversation here is coming towards brethren, those who can have boldness for entrance. So not everybody Someone can't get born again today and then read this verse and say, okay, the Bible says we should have boldness to, to enter where? <laughs> the holiest, right? If, someone, if a new believer says that, you're telling him, okay, go ahead, I'm not stopping you, enter. Then he will not realize, okay, this holiest, I don't know where it is. I don't know how to, how to enter the holiest, right? Praise God. So it's very, very clear. This is a very high conversation. When they're talking about the holiest, it's a very high thing. First of all, you have to know what the holiest means. You can say, I know what the holiest means. Okay, what does it mean? And you say, it's the place where Moses built that has a tabernacle, the ark, and you can describe it. Okay, now, now enter it. How do you enter into it? Are you getting me? <laughs> so, so for you to enter into it, you must not just be able to define the scripture of what the holiest is, is that in your soul, you must know what it means for a soul to enter the holiest, right? Or what the holiest means to a soul. Praise God. So a soul can enter the holy place. It can enter the holiest of all. A soul can be in the courts. And those, are, those things mean, th they mean things. Praise God. And so by God's grace, that's part of the understanding they want to bring. They want to bring the clarity of all those things that inwardly you should be able to have an, an, a revelation of what it means for a soul to be in a holy place, for a soul to be in a, in a most holy place. Praise God. And that's why the scripture, the scriptures are given to us to, to paint these realities to us. Amen. Amen. So it says, therefore, having brethren, having boldness to enter into the holiest by the, by the blood of Jesus, right? By the blood of Jesus, by a new 
and a living way. He praised God by a new and living way which he had consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And then having an high priest over the house of God that let us draw near with a, a true heart, right, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and then what? Our, our bodies washed with what? With pure water. Kai. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we enter now by the blood of Jesus, and he says, by a new and living way which he had consecrated, means the way which he has prepared for us, that is through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and then, and having an high priest that is over the house of God, then let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith and having our hearts sprinkled from an evil word, conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Amen. So, having, uh, let us draw near. Let us draw near. So, by the blood of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, praise God. So, the, the, the blood of Jesus, because of the blood of Jesus, a way was prepared. Right, and that way, amen, can is a way through the veil that is to say, his flesh is a way through the veil that is to say, his flesh, and then so then, semicolon having an high priest, an high priest over the house of God, so an high priest, an high priest. He praise God. So an high priest over the house, that high priestly stature of Jesus is a function of the, it has to do with the ministry of his blood. Right? It is the, the real ministry of the high priest is actually the ministration of blood. Right? When an high priest goes to minister, he, there are things he carries when he's going to minister. He has, of course, has to pick up incense, right? And then he has to go into the holiest with incense. And but the, the real thing he's going, the incense which he carries, is actually to pave the way, to 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 serenade the atmosphere, to appease the atmosphere, right? He's a servo. He's must, he must carry the smell that he must carry with him. Praise God to come, and that smell makes the 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 altar willing, open up to receive blood. But so the the receiving of blood is actually the main purpose of the high priest ministering in the most holy place. Are you seeing that? So you cannot separate the blood from the high priestly ministry. 
Amen. So because of the blood, what you're saying is because of that blood, we now have a high priest over the house. Now, the real work of the high priest is, you know, when you say the word priest, high priest, the high priest, the purpose of the high priest is to, his labor, I mean, every high priest taken from among men, according to Hebrews, is taken from among men to offer for, to minister, right, towards God in things pertaining to what? To, for things pertaining to God, to offer both gifts and then what? Sacrifices. Pray for sins, right? So he's raised, actually, the high priest is a person who does the warfare, the initial warfare for access for others. Do you understand that? That's what the, ministry, the high priest is for. That's the, apart from, of course, priestly ministry that is purely towards God. You see that he has this priestly ministry that is purely towards God. Okay, then there is the priestly ministry that is for men in things that, that pertains to God. Do you see that? So the ministry that is for men in things pertaining to God, say things pertaining to God. Pertaining so the, the high priest actually is a minister of things that pertain to God. So now... Christ is not a high priestly um, stature. When I say Christ, I mean just the, the development of the man, the new man called Christ. Praise God. The development of the new man called Christ is not a what? It's not a high priestly stature. It's not a high priest. You can't, you can't just send a new man into the holiest of all to go and remit sins. Praise God, because he does not have the equipment for the remission of sins. Praise the Lord. It will take an high priest, and high priest has something that is different from that a Christ does not have, that just the stature of Christ doesn't have. Now, what this, this high priest has who can offer things to God that the Christ does not have is actually an order of life that he has come into, praise God, or is what you, they call it the power of his life. It's the power of his life. Say power. 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 The, the word power means access. Amen. So the power of the life of the high priest is actually what enables the high priest to offer. And the, the book of Hebrews says that he was made an high priest not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. Amen. Of course, an endless life means an everlasting life. Right? So it is the everlasting quality of life that a high priest has that makes him qualified to offer. And you now find that in Christ, you can't find an endless life in the stature of Christ. That's not where, Christ is not, is not made for that. Christ is not, is not developed for endlessness, right? Christ is a preparation, is a stature, is a foundation upon which that thing called an endless life can begin to do what? To rest 
upon. Praise God, you understand? Because Christ, you can finish Christ. His life has, like I said before, his life has perimeters. That's, I think that was the whole theme of our School of the Spirit, am I correct? Well, in School of the Spirit, we were learning about the dimension of Christ. We now realize that Christ has height, he has length, he has breadth, and he has what? He has depth. Yeah, so you can reach the height of Christ. You find out this is the height. This is how tall Christ is in the spirit. He's a very tall stature in the spirit, but Christ has a height in the spirit, and he has a depth in the spirit. And then he has a width, and he has a length. He's a, he's a praise God. He's actually, uh-huh. amen. amen. And God designed him to be that way because he's not, Man, it's not, the reason why Christ doesn't have endlessness is because, um, praise the Lord, um, praise God, Hallelujah. amen, God did not keep his endlessness in Christ because Christ, amen, is, is a, Christ is a man, is a man, praise God, is a stature that can stand in the midst of, in the presence of iniquity. Do you get me? He can stand where? In iniquity. So there are still some iniquities. There are still some sins. Iniquity means some kind of sins. There are nature, sins of certain kind of nature that are still, that are taller and deeper and wider than the Christ, the Christ what? Praise God. Than the dimension of Christ. So, so God has to look for something that is better than that. Amen. Amen. So, you know, so that's why the, the high priestly office is not just given to a Christ. Is that he's a man who has become better than a Christ. Who... Became, who was able to become an high priest. It was made not by the law of a carnal commandment, but the law, but by the power of what? An endless what? An endless life. Amen. So that, that high priest, now, is needed, it was needed to have that high priest over what they call here the house of God. So the high priest that can preside over the house of God, amen, has to have a certain quality, has to have a certain nature to him. Praise God. So that nature now is the secret, the secret behind the secret behind the power of the high priest that is over the house of God is actually in the blood which the high priest offers. Do you understand that? It's in, inside where the blood which the high priest offer. Now, in that blood, so let's read verse 19. Verse 19, having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood. So you see the word by? By in verse 19. Are you seeing that? So you see the word by there in verse 19. Then he continues, verse 20. There was no verses when they wrote this thing. It was just by, then by. By, comma, by. Right? It was just a continuous. It's still, actually it's still one sentence. Right? So if you remove the number, it's one sentence, same one thing. So if it's by the blood, by a new and living, so it means that 
the new and living way is actually inside the blood. It is the same instrument of access, right? It's a way that is inside the blood that actually gives access to what? Praise God. So it means that the boldness, the boldness that you have for access into the holiest is actually by the, the, what is inside the blood, the, the, the way. It is the way in the blood. The way, the blood has many things. The, the blood has a lot. Because when, when you bring that blood and the altar receives the blood, it has, there are many things that is decoding inside. The, the blood has access inside it. It has access inside it. The blood also has a destination. It has, an, it has the access inside it. And it also has the word, the destination. Are you getting me? Praise the Lord. Am I making sense to you? It has the access. It has the word. It has the destination. It has access. And it has what? The destination. So to minister, it's not possible for this access to be ministered without the, amen, without the, praise God. It's not, it's not possible for this access to be ministered without the blood. The access, everything about this world, about this realm, the realm of the holiest, it's actually the realm of the blood of Jesus. It's the, it's the realm of what? Of, of the blood of Jesus. Now, bloods are in types. There are bloods are in types. There is what you call, you, at some point you see the blood of Christ. When you say the blood of Christ, sometimes Paul was specific about the blood of Christ. He's talking about, he still is the same, is Christ is also, the blood of Christ is also a blood that Jesus has. But they are telling you what, what material, what information, what segment, what department of information in that blood is, is ministering those things? Are, are you getting me? Then, now, now, when they are speak, speaking about the blood of Jesus, they are speaking here, the blood that is able to bring you into the access is also another department, the department of access into the holiest that is inside the blood. When you decode the DNA of the blood of Jesus, you'll find that there is information, secret code, the password for access is inside where? It's inside that, that blood. Do you see that? So it's by a new and living way that he, he prepared for us. That word prepared is actually, is in my Bible it says prepared here. It says consecrated. Consecrated, prepared means it's actually, to prepare is a design. Right? The design of the access was actually designed into inside his blood. Do you see that? So it was designed in his blood. And that design, the secret inside the blood, is the code of access. The code of what? Of access into this realm that we are speaking of. So verse 21, having an high priest over the house of God, and let us then draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Now, 
and our bodies washed with pure water. So the, the blood, they're now going into details of the ministration of the blood. How, how does this blood now constitute access to you? So a soul. So what makes a soul? The, the, the progression of, of journeying by this way. Say new, new. and living. Praise God. Amen. New and living. Now, so that word new and living way. Now, when you say a way, what is a way? A way is, a way is something that takes you from one place to another. It's taking you from one side to another side. Are you getting me? You are, it's, it makes you, at some point, in, it's not a way if at some point you don't cross over. Right? It's not, so if you, amen. Amen. You know, there are some kind of streets that when you get into it, when you see the end of the street, you see that there's someone's house, you just drive and you start seeing someone's front door, seeing you, that there is a dead end. You can never call that place a way. Is that like, what do they call the such streets? I don't know. It's closed. What? It's closed, right? Johnson Close. So when you get there, you, you, it's closed. It's not a way. You can't get to you there. Praise God. So it's only, I guess, it's only a way perhaps to someone's house, but it's not a way of, amen. But when you, when you see a way, a way is, 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 at some point you cross over, it can bring you into another place. It can bring about a change of place. Uh, when you enter that way and you continue in the way, you progress in the way, to bring about a change of a place. So this way is powerful. This way they are speaking about is the power. It's the way that a soul can enter inside and continue in it. And after a while, you now realize you've moved into the realm, another realm altogether, the realm of God, the realm of the holiest. Praise the Lord. Isn't that a wonderful thing? I, I don't know if you see what I'm saying. I'm seeing the secret of impossibility. The realm that... Man has been close to every man. Men can't think it. That when we hear God, you know that immortality, which dwelleth in the light, the only potentate, which no, <laughs> amen. You cannot see it. In other words, you cannot approach. You cannot approach that to that door. Why? Because the, the way is not open. You know, it says that in Hebrews chapter nine, the chapter before, how. The Holy Spirit signifying in Hebrews chapter 9 that the, the, the way as far as the, the old tabernacle was, in, was standing, that the way into the holiest was not made manifest. Right? So, <laughs> are you getting me? So, even though God gave, the, God gave the, all the dimension for the purpose of learning, for the purpose of the scripture, he gave everything, the instruction, the ordinances, how to build it, what to put there, everything. He put it there, but the Holy Ghost... The Holy Ghost, when it now came to the method of using it, the Holy Ghost now changed something there. That, you see that place, as you are using it, you must be going in and coming back. You cannot re reside there constantly. And it says that the Holy Ghost signifies, let's see that, in Hebrews chapter 9, praise God, Hebrews 9 verse, Hebrews 9 verse, um, Verse 7, it says, but into the second, that second is, means the holiest of all, right? It says, when the high priest alone, once every year, 
not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. So he can't go without blood. So blood is his ministry in that place, as we said before. Amen. Amen. And now the Holy Ghost signifying, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while as the first tabernacle was yet standing. That first tabernacle, of course, was that one which the Lord opened up and brought a prototype of on the earth. Amen. So the Holy Ghost touched something there. Let's, that Aaron cannot abide in that place to signify that that way is not manifest. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's not that the way doesn't exist. That the way is not yet what? It's not yet manifest. So there will be a, a season of the manifestation of that way. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, it says in back to chapter 10, back to chapter 10, it says by a new and a living way. So, of course, the way is going somewhere from one place to the other. So that word new and living is telling you the, the nature of the way. Is actually showing you the progression of the way, right? He's telling you the progression means the word new and living way tells you where you start from and where you end in. So the, the, the way is the soul, is the way that can transport a soul from being new to being a living soul. There's something called living soul in the New Testament. You understand? The living soul. There's a or a living soul according to the second man. The first man, when God made the first man, he didn't make him new. He made him living. Are you getting what I'm saying? So living, to be honest, new is not really a status with God. Praise God. To new is not really a status to, with God. New is where he starts from. He's taking you somewhere. In other words, what I, what, I, what I mean is that new is not really useful to God. I mean God himself. That the new is not useful to him. That's why he didn't make Adam from new. Praise God. He actually made Adam. It, Adam woke up living. Right? Because so Adam was an, a kind of an everlasting soul in the natural. Do you understand that? He had, a, he had a, an everlasting soul. Praise God. Do you believe that, that Adam actually had an everlasting soul? Adam was not a Christ. When I say Christ, I don't mean in order. Of course, he wasn't Christ. But I mean in terms of his, uh, his development level. Right? He was actually living. Right, so he was leaving. The, that's why God could come. And he was able to deal with God. Right, he was able to relate with God. If Adam was not living, Adam wouldn't have been relating with God and speaking with God. Rather, he would have seen some kind of manifestation of the seven, of the seven spirits or a manifestation of the menorah or what you call the spirit of the Lord, that would have been coming to Eden to fellowship with him. That's what you would have had if he was, if he was just a Christ. I don't know if you can understand what I'm saying. 
but, but he could relate with God. He could fellowship with God. So God was coming to him because he was living. God is the God of the living. God, he fellowships with the living. God relates with the living. I don't know if there's somewhere, maybe a little bit, a little tiny appetite has begun to, to be dropped in your heart about fellowshipping with God. I don't know if, if a little of that has begun to, because that's the purpose of what the Lord is bringing to us, to, to kind of, because no man is, first of all, no man is born with that appetite. No man is born with that appetite. The appetite that we develop is to go to church, to see your pastor, to hear your pastor. If you are a good person, to listen to the word, are you getting me? To feel the Holy Spirit. Those are the kind of appetites. Then after a while, you gain more appetite to commune with the Spirit of the Lord. That is what, that's the appetite of a Christ soul. Right? The appetite of a Christ soul is that's how you know a soul is becoming a, a Christ, in Christed, like you're becoming a Christ soul, is that the appetite for the spirits of the Lord begin to form in you. In other words, you begin to gain appetite for wisdom. Not everybody has appetite for wisdom. Right? It's, Paul said, we speak wisdom among them that are mature. If you go and speak wisdom among those who are not mature, they will drive you away. They will tell you, we need, we, we need something else that's lower than wisdom. It's not everywhere you can speak wisdom. Because not everyone has the appetite for wisdom. Not everyone has the appetite for understanding. Okay, what of counsel? It's not everybody that, that the Spirit of the Lord can give counsel to because they have no appetite for it. Not everyone has the appetite for the spirit of might because they are not interested in building anything. Why, why do I need might? We, are not, we don't build anything here. We, are just, we have other things to do. Amen. We, we are not into the business of building. Have you met souls that are not interested in building before? I've met many. Anything that has to do with building you up, they don't see it as too much of a thing. There's a conversation they have. Ah, what about that? Let's discuss about They always tangent a certain way. When you want to bring them back to building, they don't like, they have no concept, no sense, no, they don't value building up, right? They don't value it. So that, those things are appetites that a soul develops, right? And it's in the realm of Christ that you develop appetites for such things. And the more your prosperity with the spirit of the Lord is by how much of your appetite for his distributions of his spirits that you have. The more, the more he's born, and that's why he identifies as like a fire. It, it can increase in his intensity. It can increase in his strength. Right? The more he's born in, in you. As you are growing in Christ, your, your zest, your hunger, your desire for wisdom should be increasing. You should not be okay not, not to... You should not be fine with not being wise. I don't know if you get what I mean. Don't be okay. It's, a, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's not a good thing for, for a soul to be comfortable with not being wise. Now, to be wise is not, doesn't mean to be wise in this world. Of course, we are talking about wisdom in the spirit. So some souls, when you begin to speak about what's happening in the realm of the spirit, they don't get interested. They prefer you talk about what's happening in the political sphere, in the government, in the economy. They can, reg they can register with that, but that is not wisdom. 
Because you now discover the guys who are control, who you feel they are controlling those realms. When you reach there, they actually don't know what they are doing. They are, that they, that if, you, if they are really honest with you, they will come out and, with suit and you know they have the wear tie and everything. You know, these are the, praise God. So, you know, the, so these are the pillars of the banking industry. Amen. When you see them with their suit and everything, amen. See, the Fortune 500 banks and all that, they are, you feel like, whoa, these are the guys holding the economy. Amen. Somehow, they, got, they all got disgraced in 2008. I feel like that thing was an angel. I just touched, touched something. Praise God. Just tampered something with something. They used to call them, those big, big banks in the U.S., they called them too big to fail. Yes. You know, you know there are banks and there are banks. Not, not, banks are not on the same level. There were five of them or so. They call them too big to fail. That was, it's not, after all, the, even no matter how bad the economy becomes, after everything. But what happened? You know, I discovered that there's nothing like that. <laughs> when that thing began to happen, you, you see CEOs of banks calling each other, ah, oh boy, what's happening? <laughs> Praise God. But there's, a, there's an image you feel like these guys know everything. They are the one con. There's nothing like that. Spirits are the ones. Behind everything, are you getting me? So, so, so wisdom is. If you don't have appetite for spiritual wisdom, you don't you don't have appetite for wisdom. So when I say someone who desires to be wise, it's not someone who wants to know everything. It is somebody who has the desire for the wisdom of the spirit, or the wisdom that comes from where, from above. Praise God, Amen. So, so you see those appetites grow, but. After a while, someone who is, who, has developed, who is developing such appetites, then in that soul, you don't, you don't necessarily have the appetite for God yet. Because you don't know what God is. You don't know who he is. You don't know what he is. You don't know what he even feels like. Amen. You don't know what he feels like on the, in the inside. You don't know what, what he is. What is his kind of life? How is it? Praise the Lord. So, so those things um, need to be unveiled. You see that? So you see this way called the, the new and the living way, right, is the way that carries a soul from the realm of newness, right, to living. To, from newness to living a way to define living means functioning, right? It's functioning. Praise God. Functioning, right? It's functioning. Living means it's functioning. It's a, it's a functioning word. It's a functional word, right? You are living. Living. Say living. 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 So the word living here is not living in the realm of Christ, is living to God. Right? Not every kind of man is living to God. Right? That you can execute function when it comes to God. God. Say God. God. Now, there are things about God's life. Right? God's life does not have to do, doesn't, the impulses of his life, they are not impulses that 
relate to a natural man. Praise God. They are not impulses that do what? Relate to a natural man. They are not impulses that relate to a natural In fact, when a living man is doing living things, the world cannot see him. The world cannot see him. It's not possible. You cannot see what he's doing. You actually can't see. You cannot see what he's doing. You can't, you can't with natural sense, natural judgment, right, discern what a living man is doing. No. You, cannot ta- you, cannot, you cannot calculate the work of the living. I mean, it's so that it's living that whose feet is beginning to mark an impact in the realm of God. That God can see it. Oh my God, this person is living, is doing something. When God gets excited like that about his soul, what God is excited about, the whole world cannot see it. Are you getting me? So, so this way, where this way is leading you to is a, way, is a, is a, way, is a world of, of things which the world cannot see. Which it can't be discernible. You know, and sometimes that's one of the biggest weakness about this that we have concerning this path and this way is that we have so much desire to have validation from the natural life. We have so much desire to do what? To have validation in the natural. So we have desire to, to pour, when it comes to pouring self into things that men will be able to see and be like, wow, you're doing good. You're serving God. Keep it up. <laughs> you are doing what? You're serving God. Keep it up. Keep it up. My church, when I was a young adult, a one of the elders, very lovely, awesome man, wonderful man. One day the man called me, just called me. He was almost emotional, like, oh, what is going on here? What happened? He said, oh, you're so lucky. The way you can, just the way you serve God. I wish I got born again at your age. And I, I then I was like, wow. It made me actually afraid because what is, what is this man saying that <laughs> me... God. And me, I was just doing just normal things. Are you getting me? So, but those normal things that I'm seeing, I felt I was just doing, were great to him because he's not comparing, he's comparing me with who he was when he was my age. Are you getting me? So he was, ah, this is awesome. You're so young and doing all these things. Praise God. But see, most of those things I was doing were things that Men can see, wow, you are, you know, you are, you know, I want my children to be like you. If only the, my kids can, can love God the way you do love God, that would be awesome. Praise the Lord. And you know, with that, it feels good. Does it not feel good? I, I didn't feel too bad that day, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it was, it, it was, the, it was the, the, the big elder of the church, you know, so... I was like, ah, well, thank God. God is helping. <laughs> Praise God. But, 
a lot of times, this realm of pleasure, this realm we're talking about, many times the, the works there, huh? they oftentimes they are they, they even they seem opposite yes, to the things that men approve. Yes, Do you know why? Because men cannot cite the they can't cite those works because if men could cite it, men would have found natural passion. If they can cite the value in it, they will find natural passion for it. Are you getting me? Say things like, let's say peace, for example, that nations should not be fighting against nations. Now, of course, it's good for nations not to be fighting each other. Is it, is, it, is it good? You can find that in Christ as a good thing in Christ. Spiritually, it's good for nations to be fighting. But the reason why nations don't like fighting is not because they want to please God. It's that they discover that, they, that when you don't fight each other, good things happen. Instead of spending money to build weapons, you can invest it in the agriculture and you can build, create food for people to eat. So it's better to, to eat than to be shooting guns and killing people. You know what I mean? So that kind of thing is very manifest. You, know, you don't need to open scripture to tell presidents that you guys, it's not wise to be fighting. Even though you can preach that from scripture, but you don't need it because that standard is visible. Men can see it. Do you see that? So there are a lot of things, there are a lot of righteousnesses even righteousness in Christ, that's one thing about the righteousness of Christ too, is that when it begins to manifest, a lot of times you see, even to a degree, men can still perceive it, even though they don't know where it's generated from, but they can feel the impact, the impact of that thing, praise God, to a degree. But when you are crossing into darkness, the realm of, of, of darkness, for you to be walking working in what? That realm. It means that you must have lost consciousness of what you are doing being seen by everybody. In fact, it's actually secret. Are you getting me? So, you see that realm of the holy years? It's a realm where no, nobody knows what you did there. They can't applaud you because if you, what you're doing outside, let's say in the, in the court, in the tabernacle they built in the wilderness, for example. You know, they didn't have layers of courts. It was just one court. And so that court wasn't really covered, per se. It was open. So someone from far can see what they are doing. Are you getting me? So you can imagine the Levites displaying when it's time for sacrifice. <laughs> Praise God. You know, they are the guys who handle the thing, Right? When they, you bring the ram or you bring the cow, they know what to do. The way they skin with the whole thing, handle it. They know, amen, there's a, it's a performance. Are you getting me? When it's like the whole nation, they will come, they will be watching just some guys doing what they cannot do. Ah! Wow, with their whole Levitical thing and all that. The glory of it. Now, what they are doing, is it pleasing God? Yes. They will eventually do the sacrifice. And they will sacrifice it to God and to go up. But you know that making that thing go up is it's not easy. We saw from, from Genesis, eh? That Abel's own went up. Cain's own. I guess. Praise. You know, that, that, those times, those times were, were because very, those times God was very, 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 um, 
particular with natural. So he used he was he used a lot of natural phenomena to demonstrate principles about him. So in that time, actually, the way the smoke ascends, you can tell if it worked or not. So it's not just it's not just yes now. That's why every Israelite will not go and do atone for his sins in his backyard and feel that and feel it has gone. No. There's difference between killing his goat in his backyard and the one that they do in the world. There's something glorious. There's something, there's an authority on the one that happened, the way they do it in the temple or in the tabernacle. Are you getting me? Praise the Lord. So, so imagine those Levi's shining with that. You know, there's a glory in, you know, anything that is, that is close to God has glory about it. Because you are dealing with Everything. You know, the glory is different. The average Israelite, let's say from the tribe of Issachar or the tribe of God or something, his own skill might be farming. He knows where to hit the thing, where to put the seed, where to, how to irrigate, bring crops and all that. That's his own glory. But the glory of a Levite is not that. It's, it's different. That after you have brought all your crops and everything, you have to come here. You see that skill of making this smoke go up? You can't, I know you can't do that by yourself. It's a glory, it's a status that they had. It's a, it's a knowledge that they had. When you, when you read the, the ordinances that God gave to, to Moses about all those sacrifices, they know there are specific parts they must take. He told them, take the fat around the internal organs, then the shoulder, the skill. And if you don't do it well according to how it ought to be done, there will be a problem in the time of sacrifice. So, so there's a knowledge that they have. You know, knowledge is glorious. And the more, the more exclusive the knowledge, the more glory that that knowledge carries. Praise God. So you see those Levites, they had different glory. So it's not only the glory God put on them. It's also the fact that they had an audience. It's an audience of doing their sacrifices. Imagine the feeling when it finally goes up. Amen. The guy, who, the guy who brought it, he knows the sin that he committed and he has been, and then he finally sees God, ah, thank you. He will, he will, maybe he will kiss the Levites. You guys are, you guys are, thank God that we have you guys. Ah, what if we didn't have your tribe? What would we have been? And the Levite will say, just thank God. It's just, thank God. Yes. It's just, we don't, we don't do anything. No. We, don't do, we don't do anything. It's just God, you know. Just, uh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So that, so that kind of, after a while, status begins to build. In that, in that final, that Levitical life, ah, it's not only, you know, even just that, that white garment can become glorious. Even though they, they cannot do fashion, wear sneakers, wear everything, but that they have their own kind of glory. Then you move into the realm of the priest. Even the, sorry, even the priest in the holy place, they have their own there because there's also an audience there. Because the priesthood was, belonged to the house of Aaron. So it was Aaron and his sons. So there are things that Aaron has to come and do that they can, the sons cannot do. They have to wait for their, their dad to come. 
Praise the Lord. They have to wait for him. Do you agree? <laughs> he has his own lot in the place that they are not able to do. And when he comes and begins to do those things, ah, thank God for Father. I perceive maybe handling the lamp is possible. That was his own job or something in there. So there's still an audience, eh? In that place. But there's a realm that only you go to. That realm is dark to, to start with. It's when you get there, there's no light. There's black. It means it's not, there's no light for the physical eyes in that realm. It means it's not for that. Praise God. So that will tell you that the, the service of the lever is not completely pure. What I mean is that it's not completely gainless to the flesh. There is a gain. Even though it's a service, it's an ordinance of God, but there is a gain that the flesh can get from it. Because it is not that realm, it's not pure, it's not fully holy. It's not completely holy. Anything that is completely holy must be unto the Lord alone. That's what the high priest has his breast. Right? It's called, when you see it, God, Moses told them, they must write it there, holiness unto the Lord. It must, it's his emblem, the high priest. Am I correct? Is holiness unto who? Not it's not for applause, nothing. By the time in that realm, there's no there's no light to even see what you are doing. No physical light to see it. That tells you something. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to show you us through the scripture how the standard of what we are calling everlasting life, what we are calling everlasting works. The nature. So Anybody that wants to say, okay, I want to begin to live that life, are you, ready, are you willing to move into a realm of holiness? Right? Holiness. That doesn't, that doesn't, a holiness that you cannot gain anything from. That is the holiness of the living. That is the kind of holiness that is acceptable in this realm. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing? That's, you see, that's the standard. There's no time, but Jesus was the example of it, right? Check Jesus, what he was being prepared to do. You know, we saw how he started ministry at that age 30, right? And that was when he graduated into the realm of this kind of works. Right? Before Jesus got to this place, he, there are things that he was doing normally. That are also that are also works that are that are nice, that are good actually at a level, but not good to God. There are things that are good, but not everything is good to God. For something to be good to God, it must be pure. It must be pure. Say the word pure. 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 Pure means no adulteration. It must be pure. That's God's standard of good. Am I making sense to you? Yes, sir. So Jesus was doing all kinds of things, I'm sure. 
things that his mother could have, could praise Jesus. You are doing well. You are such a good boy. You are in love. Don't worry. That calling you will fulfill it. You are you are so nice. You are so wonderful. You were serving and everything. Amen. Then he began to then he transitioned into another realm, when he has to now begin to do another kind of work. Amen. The kind the kind of work that. As he's doing it, nobody knows that he's doing anything. Good. That's the kind of work that took him to the cross. There was, there was no gain in that work. There was no gain in that work. So what I mean is that the things that took Jesus to the cross... If Jesus did not do them, I mean, he's good. If Jesus did not do that, that good that he did, listen, okay? If Jesus did not do that good that he did, it's very possible that he could have still been as popular as he is today. Or at least as popular as he was at that time. Because what made him popular wasn't he the works of his father. What makes it popular was the other side. There were two, two, two things they married together in that his season. It was the deeds and the veil upon the deeds. It's an anointing. that Two anointing the package together upon him. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. He went about doing good and to hide the good. It was, they gave him the authority to heal oppressions of the devil. Those who were oppressed from the devil. That if, if, he, was, if he secretly was secretly not doing the good, he will still be doing all those miracles and all of those things. Praise God. But by the time he carries the blood, he said, nah, this blood doesn't meet the criteria. When they weigh the blood, you will not find that you, when you extract the blood, you, will not, you won't see the way in the blood. You won't find, that blood will not be strong enough for access. Amen. So, the calling to, of, of living men, men who, who are ready to live. Are you ready to live? Are you, are you interested? Let me know if you are, are you ready. We are not ready yet, but they want to make us ready. Do you agree? So, but I want to see, are you interested in that kind of a thing? Are you, are you interested in, like, the way you are right now, think of how you are in your heart right now, towards God, towards God's service, towards his will, then... Are you interested in moving to a place where you can muster up zeal and interest in service that has no gain for you? That is a service that is pure unto the Lord. That is the service of the living. Praise the Lord. 
Amen. So, so he says by a new and living way. So of course the way is first new, right? And then the way it's moving you from a new place even into where, of course we know the new is Christ, right? If any man be in Christ, a new creation, all things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. So that newness here, the new part of the way is Christ. It's new. That's the new part of the way. You see that? So when you say new, it means Christ. Christ is the new man. Put on the new man, which after God is created righteousness and then true holiness. So that new man is actually Christ. Say Christ. So, but, so this, but this way is a way of, that transcends being new. Right? It pushes beyond newness. It pushes beyond newness. Think about new. You know, Christ, when I say it is a word of newness, is, there's a new, new faith inside Christ. Are you seeing that? It starts with newness of faith. Then it changes to a newness of hope. So what that means is that things that men have never hoped for before, they can hope for it. Right? Then after that one, it comes, then now there's a new love. It's called charity. It's, now, it's a love you don't find anywhere else before. Same thing with the faith, the faith of the Son. You don't find it before Christ. Everything in Christ is new. Everything in Christ is new. It's new. It's new. It's new. Anybody who is teaching and say, I'm teaching Christ, and you're not teaching anything new, you're not teaching Christ. That's the mark of a Christ teacher, is that they are teaching new. You can't be teaching Christ and not be teaching new things. It's not possible. Teaching Christ is not encouraging men on things they already know. Hey, I know that's good. That's, that's not Christ. Christ is a new man. Is a, a bringing in of new things. They're actually things that are actually new. They are create, creations of God. Like the faith of the Son is a creation of God. God created that faith. It's a working of God. A, a way, is a, a world, an economy of belief. You can call it a belief system. It's an economy, a different way of believing. You know, it's different. From, it has its own newness. I, mean, I don't want to be talking about the, the, the new faith now because of time, but you know what I mean? That how you believe before is not how you believe now. They added things. They now redefine faith. In the faith of the Son, they redefine faith. You will now see faith encompassing things like suffering, like patience, like waiting, like leading of the Spirit, amen, like sacrifice. Are you getting me? You, can, you will open the meaning of faith into a different thing altogether. Are you getting me? So that's the word. Christ is a realm of what? Of new, of new things. Amen. Amen. Now, newness is the foundation for living. You become new so you can live. You can actually not just live, to live in his sight. To live in as Hosea mentioned it, and we will need a third day, 
we will live in his sight. Living in his sight is not just living, generally. It is the life in his sight. It's the life of the living God. Living a life that counts to God. So, it's very clear that a soul that hasn't come into newness will not be able to find the way into the, the world of the living. Because this way is a new, that's the meaning of a new. They're telling you that this, men, don't, you don't jump into that, this way. You cannot parachute into it. Praise God. You cannot take a rocket into it. You cannot rocket yourself into this way. There's a way, it's a new and living way. The passage into this way is newness. It means you must inherit all the newness in Christ for you to be a candidate of living before God. Praise the Lord. So by a, a new and living way, which he had consecrated through the veil, that is to say what? His flesh and having the, an high priest over the house of God. And verse 2, you now see the progression of things that must happen. That you have to draw near with a true heart, first of all, in full assurance of faith. That faith is the, is the full assurance of the faith of the Son. Right? The, full, the full assurance means the completeness of that faith. The completeness. You now find that in that faith, there are requirements and courses in that faith of the Son that if you don't fulfill that, those requirements and courses in that faith, you won't have the foundation in you to do the work. You know that thing, when I said before, are you ready to, to do what? Do a works of everlasting life. I, I use the word, are you, are you ready to do a kind of righteousness or service? or a holiness that doesn't involve you gaining. Now, think, just take what I just said, then try and muster your mind and decide now to do it. Try. <laughs> try and, try and, can you, how many of us have entered that reserve right now? Let's see. I mean, raise your hand, let me see. That, so that we should be watching you now from today. We should be checking <laughs> you. <laughs> you, know, you can't. You, even just thinking of it is scary to you. Yes. Why is it scary? Now, why is it scary? Because you just begin to see everything that you have to tr give up. All the things that you have to lose, every, you just begin to see everything. They will just begin to speak to you. Hey, 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 hey. What are you, what are you, what are you thinking of? <laughs> are you, are you seeing what I'm saying? So, so to this thing, this walk of the living is something that there must be a foundation. You don't just take any man from anywhere and come and think this to this kind of thing. What are you even saying? What is the meaning of this? Just insinuating it can make men angry. What, what is wrong with you? <laughs> when we are trying to give people hope, <laughs> to give people meaning, what to live for, to think about their communities, and plan for their future, and better their lives, and solve the problem of poverty, 
and all that. What do you mean? So you mean people should start thinking about, should stop thinking? <laughs> just, just the thought about it can get people angry, right? Because you are talking about a life that doesn't, that doesn't serve relevance to men, to the present. You don't respect the present. You take a disrespect of the present. You must be, when you are in this order, these are the kind of men that will push the world away. These are the kind of men that will signal to the earth that your end has come. Because when we speak about the end of the, of the world, of this present age, as we saw it in Revelation, it's not God just coming one day, like you know, they, have, they set a clock in heaven. It's counting down. You know how we like religious guys like that kind of, you like that kind of thought. It's excited religious soul. Do you know why? Because they can scare you with it. <laughs> they can scare you with it. They just be smiling with you. Don't worry. continue sinning. <laughs> I won't fight you. I won't argue with you. Continue. Continue, no problem. <laughs> the date is set. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But it's not like that. It's not that they've set one date. What will roll away the present is that there is power. Actually, the power that will roll away the present is not just power that God had. Because God already has that. In fact, he had the power right from time. In just one, he doesn't mean to do this. He just needs to just think it in one little segment of his mind. And the whole present is gone. So it's not just power that resides with God. The power that will roll away the present is a, is a power that has been generated from the earth. Right? When it was seen of what manner of men ought you to be, knowing that all these things will pass away, that because of that thing, we, therefore we, we look for new heavens. It is the looking for new heavens of men in the present. When so much quest for that realm arises from the earth, you are, you are actually bringing a close to the present age just by appetite. So, so those are souls. To be able to disregard the present, it takes an everlasting man to do that. How many of you believe that? It takes an everlasting soul to grow above the present. Amen. Because it takes that kind of an attitude to come into a position of only looking, search, looking for holiness that is purely unto the Lord. Amen. So, so quickly, full assurance of faith, right? Then you now need to have your heart sprinkled from an evil conscience. And then your what? Your bodies washed with pure water. These are two operations that must occur that for a soul to begin to gain access, praise the Lord, into, into this realm. We're out of time. Praise God. Father, we thank you. Praise God.
you, Jesus. There's an empowerment that the the ministration of or the teaching of the doctrine of this way brings to his soul. It has to be taught because it will not come by mental exercise or just will. Or just a desire to do it. It doesn't come by that. There must be something, something must happen when his soul has gained assurance of faith, which is the power, right? Then that heart must be sprinkled from an evil conscience. The sprinkling from an evil conscience is the application of the blood, the information in the blood, materials that are inside the blood that must be registered in the conscience. Are you seeing where they are traveling to? So the part of a man that, the part of a place, of a soul where the way opens up, is not here. It's not here. It's not here. There will be a time when you can think in that realm, but the, the place where they pave the way from is the conscience. Are you getting me? So when, when you're talking about this realm, holiest is conscience realm. That when you begin to near that holy, that, that veil of the holiest, that realm did not begin to sound matters about the conscience because you are moving into a very, very a, a place. That's, you see also that realm of the charity is also the, the realm of the conscience. That's where they begin to deal with the conscience. What is conscience? Conscience is, is the root. The root where your water spring from. That, that depth that the, the part of you that is happening when you, don't, when you think you are doing nothing, yes, the part of you, the part of you that is using you, yes, that's your conscience. Yes. The part of you that when you say, we are going to do this now, that part that is, that is not, that hasn't even said anything, that it's not, you can plan everything. There's a, there's a you, there's a depth on the inside of you that is it, not fighting you, it's not shouting, hey, we are here. No, 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 no. It's just that when it's time to do things, somehow you realize that is what is, is inside there that ends up being happening. Are you seeing that depth? That thing called, that, that's where, from the, where the word consciousness comes from. Conscious means, so the conscience is actually the, the, what is beyond your consciousness. That inward depths of, this, of the heart. Are you getting me? That is the realm that doctrine must travel to for this kind of a way to open up. A man who is still fighting, should we go, should we do this? Should, and you are still, no, no, no. You cannot walk, you cannot walk in the realm of the living when you are like that. When you're still making calculations, and most of the calculations that we make with our mind are calculations of gain. Yes, sir. Commandment comes, instruction comes. Ah, what do we gain from this thing, no? Is there something to gain? You might not say it, but when you are hesitating, that's what you're calculating. Okay, what are we sacrificing now if we, if we choose to go this route and we choose to do this thing? And what, are we, uh, what are we trying to, okay. You see, I apologize. Uh, yeah, 
you know. And by that time, you know from Scripture everything that you just need to apologize. There's nothing else. But there's still a conversation ongoing on there. Is there anything I can lose from this apology right now? What about my, my, let me not even say your pride. No, no, it's just what about your standing. There's a standing you've taken by this thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's a conversation of your depths. When there's something in you that's saying that this is who we are, this is what we are, amen, and we are not moving and we are not shaking from this thing. Are you getting what I'm saying? That, see that where that realm is, is? Without that realm being tampered with and being touched, you, no man can come into the realm of the living. There must be a sprinkling of the conscience, the handling of the conscience. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. We bless. Let's just pray one minute. Just pray in the spirit. Mashatarika parodios eprasa paroda basukria. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Bless your name. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. In the name of Jesus. Our Father, we thank you tonight. We give you praise. Thank you for your word. Thank you for help tonight to, to peel a layer off this veil around this subject. Father, we pray that your Holy Ghost will take this word and, and amplify it and strengthen it, Lord, and, and take, drive the seed deep into our heart that we will not lose it. But, Father, the next time we gather, more will be added to it. Thank you, our God. We give you all the praise. We obtain all the mercy that we need, Lord, to come into these realities. We pray that no heart will lack mercy. That you will supply your mercy and your grace to every soul. Thank you, our Father. We give you all the praise tonight, all the glory, all the worship. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim.